question is about uh, a gap between the end of the out-breath and the beginning of the in-breath. And uh, you're saying that it seems like you always have the, the feeling like you've missed something because suddenly it's there and yeah. you missed the beginning of it. Uh, it does come on rather suddenly, rather abruptly. That is the, the nature of it. But um, it's very good to, it, it, it's very good to be aware that uh, your mind is not necessarily uh, as rapid as it could be. You have a sense that there are subtleties of sensation, the beginning of the sensation, that you're not yet really uh, aware of. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. To even have that awareness is, is very good. And then uh, this can be uh, a focal point for you to continue to investigate that. So uh, as, as we as we go along, the, the uh, quality of, of awareness of the breath and of everything else becomes progressively clearer and clearer. Uh, and what we want to be able to do is to have a, a mind that's, that, is, that functions rapidly enough and is uh, powerful and clear enough in its uh, capacity to uh, be able to just observe the way that thoughts arise and pass away, and the way that not just the breath, but any other kind of sensation arises and passes away, and to see the nature of those sensations, like uh, is, is uh, common sound that you hear, is it one sound or is it many sounds? And with physical sensations, do they disappear abruptly? Uh, do they leave some kind of residue in the mind? Uh, thoughts and mental images, do they disappear the same way that, that sensations do? Or do they have their own different way and quality of uh, passing away? So. Uh, over time, all of these kinds of things begin to become more readily apparent, and they are a reflection of the observing power of your mind uh, increasing. So, so just so short answer is just yes. Keep looking, uh, you know, and when you sense that there's something there that that you're not uh, not yet quite fully aware of, go ahead and. Uh, Try to catch it on the next go around. Yeah. Is that a heartbeat? Heartbeat uh, kind of the sensation? Is there which? Heartbeat. A habit? Heart. Oh, heart. Heart. Yes. Heartbeat. Oh. Yeah. Heartbeat. You, yes, yeah, sometimes you become aware of your it, heart's beat. Heart it's kind beat. of strong and a lot of detail. Yes. So that's kind of sensation. That's that's part of it. Yes. Yes. Right. You'll become aware of the beating of the heart. Yeah. 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 Ye
Yes. Allow yourself to explore, to experiment, to investigate, you know, try uh, at, at times when it seems appropriate, expanding the area in which you're, you're perceiving sensations in. The other thing that you'll notice is that uh, your breath, of course, changes in uh, rate and depth. And sometimes the uh, respirations will be very short. Sometimes they'll be, they'll be long and, and slow. Sometimes they'll be deeper and shallower. shallower. And uh, one of the things that you'll notice is that uh, when the breath is very, uh, very shallow, that you don't necessarily feel it in, as strongly in the same place as you do when it is, uh, is stronger. And these are all things, as you become aware of these things, and as I say, explore, experiment, investigate. And of course, they all are ways of uh, keeping yourself engaged with the breath, and, and they help to improve the quality of your concentration. So, yeah, by all means, play around with it and see where it takes you. As you go along, uh, at some point, you will naturally, almost irresistibly, start to feel a larger and larger area and you may become aware of the breath in your entire body. Although, initially that may seem impossible. How can you feel the breath in your toes and the tops of your ears and things like that? But you, you actually can. But uh, as the as your mindful awareness strengthens and as your concentration improves, there will be a natural tendency that you, you just can't help being aware of uh, more sensations over a larger area because your, your mind's just become that much more sensitive to what, sensitive actually to what's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to move it around, and that's a bit artificial and, and contrived. That's really 
as much imagination as it is actual uh, perception. But on the other hand, it's not at all unusual. You know, if you are observing with your mind, it will have some of the quality as though you were actually looking at a particular point. And normally, uh, in, in terms of our spatial uh, representation, that point is you know, somewhere, if not right here, maybe a few inches in front of the nose, but somewhere in that general area. But it's not at all unusual at, uh, for uh, at some point for it to feel as though that place is moving to somewhere else. You know? And that's all right. Just notice it. Just notice it and, and notice when it comes back. Sometimes it will, just as in when you notice it, it will suddenly go back to where it's you know, supposed to be. But it won't necessarily. Sometimes it'll get to all kinds of strange places, which can trigger you to wonder about that and want to think about that, which uh, uh, is completely normal, but it's best to just as much as possible notice it, be aware of it, allow yourself to be interested in it, but not really think about it. Just keep on going to the practice and see what happens. Okay. That's my point. Um, I may have uh, interpreted not precisely what you said yesterday, but uh, my recollection is that you said uh, a continuous, uh, the, continue, the continuity of awareness and mindfulness is very important. It's not very good if, say, for example, uh, if we take like a block of time and just, just complete, you know, just try to indulge and rest and, 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 and not be mindful. That's very, very counterproductive to, yes. to the, so, so say, for example, if, uh, if I have like a long day uh, at work, I have to go home, it's not a good idea for me to turn on the TV and have a big meal and then just indulge in <laughs> well, uh, I, yesterday I was talking about during meditation retreat. Yeah, yeah. but still. Yeah. But what uh, the idea is that, yes, during the retreat, you don't really want to do the equivalent of popping <laughs> in a movie and... and uh, <laughs> yeah, <see. laughs> and be mindless for it. Right. And just letting go and being mindless. You, you don't want to do the equivalent of that. Okay. Now, what you will find, and what some people have already mentioned to me that their experience is that when they remain continuously mindful for a longer period of time, that they're finding that they notice that they become tired. And so, you know, there's, there's a couple of different ways that you can be mindful. And one is that you're sort of just, you're, you're, uh, you're just diving right into what you're aware of and, and you're just sort of saturating that with your awareness and but you can also continue to be mindfully aware but in a more relaxed way you can instead of you know pouncing on everything that comes up and you know just thoroughly uh, going into it you can rest your mind in an easier state of just being aware of whatever is present, whatever is arising and passing away in terms of the sensations, 
and your mind's reaction to the sensations, and you'll find that that is, that is a way of resting. And that is also a very, a very productive uh, state of mind because you actually become more aware of uh, the variety of things and the variety of reactions to your mind than when you're, when you're just you know, down there with the microscope. So you don't need to always be down there with a microscope examining everything minutely. Sometimes you can take a more relaxed perspective. You don't lose the quality of mindfulness. You know, and you're still aware of whatever is arising, and whatever is passing away, and whatever else is coming in its turn. But you don't need to, to chase it quite so intently. So you don't, you're not as uh, uh, analytical or um, inquisitive yeah, you might say you're not so investigative. Investigative. Yeah, yeah. The, would you say it's a little bit dull, a, a dueler, a duller, or it's about, you know, that the clarity is the same, except it, that you're not as investigative. Yeah, it doesn't need to be duller, and you don't want to slip into dullness. You want to remain clearly aware, but without that intensity of investigation, that, you know, covering it, saturating. So you can be tired and mindful all at the same time. So if you find, if you find that you're starting to experience, uh, you know, the, the sense of this this being rather tiring, allow yourself to go into that more relaxed and open state while staying clearly aware of whatever's happening. You know, trying not to to be staying in the present. That's the main thing, is to stay in the present rather than allowing your mind to diffuse itself into other times and places. Uh, and, and also as much as possible without slipping into that retreat of, of dullness. So, um, so from what you're saying, it sounds like under most circumstances we should be uh, investigated. You should, uh, to the, uh, yes. Whenever there's no reason not to be, you should be, you know, investigating the sensations of the breath, investigating the reactions of the mind, investigating the sensations of walking, investigating the uh, sights or sounds that capture your attention for a moment, and things like that. But when you find that too tiring, you can continue to be aware, but just let it pass through you. Outside of a retreat situation, uh, you know, there's going there are going to be those times when the stress and the ability of your mind and your body to deal with the stress might dictate that yeah, it's time to stick a movie in the old CD player, and and that's all right. But you know, I think what you discover through practicing mindfulness is that uh, you love to be mindful. So even when you're going to take a break and watch a movie, somehow you're more mindfully watch watching a movie with more mindfulness than, than uh, you, you used to. And that you don't need to do that as often. 
the, the other thing is that it, it becomes, it does become not just easier, uh, you know, in a way it, it provides its own energy, the satisfaction of really being aware and really being present. Uh, uh, it provides its own kind of, of energy. It takes a lot of patience, though. A lot of sometimes um, it's not always easy. Um, yeah, it it doesn't always happen without a certain amount of effort, but it does become easier and easier. And what happens is you become really you become really aware of those times when you know actually the the physical brain gets tired and it won't function as well, and you say, "Wow, you know, I can't." I can't be aware the way that I usually like to be, you know, and and you're you're aware of that that lack and that loss, and, and so of course you're compassionate towards this poor brain and you give it some rest, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you really notice the you notice the difference you notice the difference between when when you, you really need some rest, when you really sort of overtaxed what your capacities are, uh, and, and where you, you just really can't be mindful because the, the instrument of mindfulness is not functioning. And then those other times where there's just more the, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, let's do something more. Yeah. <laughs> more exciting. <laughs> more exciting, that's right. Yeah. Other questions? Hmm? Only because no one else had any. That's all the reasons? Well, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to ask yet another question. <laughs> so here's one that's really basic, and I kind of know, but I'm also not sure how I would answer this when someone asked me this question. So, what is the really obvious questions. Yeah. You can collect real data because that's the only time you collect real data. Every every time else you're just imagining. There are there are several things, but one thing is that um, it's it is what really exists. And uh, it, it's what's really happening. It's, it is also the greatest source of contentment and satisfaction that there is. It's also the place that you're going to learn uh, those things that are most worth learning. There is a place, of course, for planning for the future. And there is a place in life for analyzing the past and extracting what lessons you can from it. But. Um, the, the present is really where the best of everything is. All of the stuff about the past and the future, the lessons that we extract from the past and the plans we make for the future, uh, are all rooted in that same craving that is wanting things to be some other way than what they actually are. 
And so as, uh, as much as we might uh, enjoy our planning, you know, it's still uh, feeding and supporting that idea that somehow we're going to be happier in some other time and some other place than where we are right now. Whereas being in the present uh, is a discovery of what it really means to be and to be a part of this whole that we are a part of. To tap into that, it takes a little while to do. I mean, I, at first, it, it seems like there's nothing happening in the present. Really kind of boring. <laughs> and then the bell rings, and you realize, well, no, the present is lunchtime. That's not so boring. <laughs> There's this great commercial. They don't play it anymore, but the kid goes off to college, and the parents redo the room, right? Uh -huh. And you keep trying different things, and one of them is a meditation room, and they're sitting there, and the man says, the man says, inner peace is boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I never saw that. That's a good one. Though. I like it. Okay, well, I'll see you again this evening. Oh, you had another one. No, I was just going to share what he was talking about. Um, I experience that almost every day with my mother, that she always wants to be somewhere else instead of what she's at the moment. And it's actually very painful for me to deal with that. And I constantly, every day, I explain to her. It's hard to explain somebody older, you know, how to be pre more present. And it's painful to see somebody going through that because they're never happier at the moment. And then you, as the person who's sharing life with her, uh, it makes it exhausting to keep trying to give her things to make her happy. Right. And, and it kind of exhausts you to be around people like that. So she says, stop me how to enjoy the person more. It is, but it's a great opportunity for you to examine your experience of it being painful and your desire to have it be different than what it is. So. I think I just, just, uh, oh, sorry, that, that, that's it. No, not nothing. <laughs> 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 so we go ahead and have lunch? No, yeah, let's, let's have lunch. <laughs> uh, it's not important. <laughs> all, uh, all right, it, for sure. But if it's, if it's at all important. No, not, not at all. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and lunch. <laughs>